0: Podcast with Simi Rye. Thank you guys so much for coming in this week. I'm gonna do a quick one this week, maybe 20 minutes, keep it nice and clean, no commercial interruptions. I just wanted to touch in and see what you guys are up to, what shows you're watching. It's the end of the summer. What are you guys doing to get ready for the winter? Uh, I had some health tips that um, some things I had tried myself basically, some little foods and things that come across. Real simple stuff that I actually don't talk about a lot in the podcast, but I thought these were some things that everyone would kind of like to hear about. I'm gonna answer one question, right? Instead of doing a whole episode of questions, I'm gonna to try to answer one question a week, and in the podcast, and then we're gonna check the box office, see what are the movies, what's the theater looking like, what's going on, um, on you know, in the world of entertainment this week, and that's gonna be it. I'm just doing a little quick in and out, boom, bada boom. Um, but I do like this question; I had a lot to say about it. So if you stay tuned, you'll get to hear everything we're doing this week on that podcast with Sammy. Rye. now. Uh, words of the week. What am I feeling this week? What I'm feeling this week when it comes to words of the week, to describe it, to put it into something that you can use. Uh, I'm feeling like this is uh, man, I'm actually lost for words, right? So that's kind of that's kind of horrible for the words of the week segment. It's hard to describe the feeling. I think then the end of summer brings somewhat of a gloomy, exciting mixture. Right. So um, maybe keep your head up. Right. I don't know if that's the word of the week. Not really. You know, you're happy that the summer is there. Um, You know, August is, you know, the peak of summer. Right. And you get to do a lot of beach activities. Probably going to go out to the beach a few more times. I hear Pleasant Point, New Jersey is amazing. I seen some pictures. I was hanging out with some people and they looked like they were in Miami. I didn't know where they were. I thought they were from Miami. And they said it was from New Jersey. And I was like, that's impossible. And it did this, apparently this big makeover of Pleasant Point, New Jersey. They installed all these palm trees. They got a new boardwalk. It's so much. I heard the parking is $60 to park, which I, it's like 10 20 bucks the most to park around here, anywhere I ever go to. I never heard of $60 parking for a beach or something. Um, but Pleasant Point, New Jersey, apparently, is where all the rich people are going. <laughs> and it's like the the, the, pin, the pinnacle of New Jersey now. Uh, I had to, I got to go check it out. I got to go see what it's about. I'll probably park further away or try to figure something out. Uh, I don't want to pay $60 parking, but I, I feel like I owe it to myself as a person from Jersey to check out this place because we never have anything that you can confuse Miami, and I'm not, I mean, look, it's like Grand Theft Auto, right? Like, if you ever play Grand Theft Auto, there's a whole beach area. It's an area they use often in TV shows and movies, and it looked just like that. And <laughs> I, I was really surprised that it was in New Jersey. So I'm going to check out Pleasant Point, New Jersey. But, you know, when summer's ending, there's I'm looking forward to the kids going to school. I do like the winter. It's going to be much easier to run when it gets colder outside. I started running at night because in August it's gotten so hot um, that I just realized I don't get the same quality workout during the, the day. I just sweat way more. And it's not translating into, like, more calories at night. I have more endurance because I'm, I'm not fighting the sun so I actually work out harder and longer and losing way more weight, burning more more calories at night. So I started working out at night to avoid the sun, for at least for August. But in the winter, it's so crisp outside. You don't deal with that. So I'm looking forward to that, the kids going to the school. But even though like I work all the time and summer isn't really a break for me, there is still an energy that comes from like summer break, Right. So it is going to be kind of disappointing, I think, to see summer end. Um, and, yeah, there's a mixture of feelings, right? So I guess words of the week, I'm kind of failing on this one. I don't know what, um, I guess, rebirth, right? You have, you have the end of something, the beginning of something new, right? Winter's coming. I think there's a crisp energy that comes with that first winter air. I guess you say that's like fall, right? There's an energy in the air that you get, at least that I get. I kind of, kind of come extra alive. I want to do more with that crisp air. And hopefully, you guys are doing the same. Definitely send me a message if you've ever been to Pleasant Point, New Jersey, or if you have any other hidden gems in Jersey you feel like people are sleeping on, let me know. I want to go check them out, at least before the summer is over. TV shows. What TV shows are we watching this week? So, I've been dragging my feet to watch Kevin Can Go F Himself, right? Which is an AMC show. It stars, I believe her name is Annie Murphy, right? She's. Uh, Lexus from Shits Creek. If you watch Shits Creek and I love Shits Creek. It, it's it personally on a personal level it's my favorite show ever, right? It's like my heart, right? It's like family. I watch that show way more than I've watched anything else. I've watched reruns way more Shits Creek than I've watched anything else. It's not even close. I actually saw like a study that said like um, people enjoy nostalgia because it's like therapeutic, it reminds you of something familiar. Shits Creek is like therapy for me at this point. And Annie Murphy, if that's I'm not messing up her name, is Alexis on the show. So when I saw that she got a new show after the end of Shiz Creek, of course, I was happy for her. It looked like AMC was really getting behind it and promoting it. Um, and that's great, right? AMC was known for Walking Dead. I don't feel like they have a big show right now. So I thought that was them really putting a lot a lot of stock in her. Um, but I didn't want to see Kevin can F himself because I was so into Alexis I didn't know if I would, you know, enjoy it or if it'd be real different. I didn't know. So I've been dragging my feet to watch it. It's on cable. Started watching it. And I do like it. It's a very, very good show. She's obviously excellent in it. You know, going past her character, Alexis, she has obviously way more to give. Uh, there's little things you see that you just know as basically her, right? Because the only character I've ever seen her play was Alexis on Shit's Creek. Um, but she's great on the show. And definitely you want to kill Kevin every episode, right? Like, he's good because he plays the character that you, you're supposed to hate. So shout out to that actor because that's a thankless role, right? Like, you want this person to die from all the things he does. But he executes it very well, so you have to credit the actor for that. Um, but yeah, so far, that's a good show that I'm seeing. Definitely check it out. If you don't know Shit's Creek, then that's fine. You're going to like it. Like, I watch it and I've seen Shit's Creek so much Sometimes like it feels like I'm watching like a sequel where like she she went off and her, like her life fell apart, or it can sometimes feel like a prequel because Alexis on Shit's Creek got into all these crazy situations when she was younger, and a character in this show sometimes gets into crazy situations. So even though she's playing like an older person who's like in a relationship, um, I think it's funny to kind of picture her doing the uh, doing this stuff as young Alexis. Again, I probably like Shit's Creek way too much, right? My, I can see how my mind is working. Um, But I don't care. I will not apologize for my love for Schitt's Creek. Uh, During COVID especially, man, that was such a heartwarming show. That that show was one of my uh, biggest go-tos. So Kevin Can F Himself is pretty interesting. I started The Movies That Made Us. There's some new episodes of that. I got to see the Forrest Gump episode, which was a dream to me. Because I love Forrest Gump. I've always loved Forrest Gump. And then watch movies that made us gave me a whole bunch of new reasons to love Forrest Gump even more. And it was also interesting to hear their story, see how that whole process went for them making that film. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. And everyone's not into film or anything like I am. I still think the documentary format that they use is really good. Um, You know, they they do the documentary format for... um, I'm sorry. Hold on one second here. So yeah, um, Shiz Creek was amazing, and I was also talking about the Forest Gump episode. My son just called me because uh, he wanted some chicken that I had made. Some delicious chicken, and we're going we're gonna to segue into that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, if you guys ever see The Toys That Made Us, um, there's The Movies That Made Us. I think, excuse me, great show. Both of them are great documentary series. They're very funny. They're very funny. They have a really good way of editing Um, the show together and they do this great thing where they go through media not just the movie or the the thing you're talking about they find all these little jokes to cut to and they're great it's like watching a show and it's someone like goes to the perfect meme Um, but you know forrest gump they're able to get a lot of memes from like forrest gump itself Um, so yeah i definitely think there's some bright i feel like they already have a young style documentary and also they're informative you learn stuff so definitely check out Toys That Made Us and The Movies That Made Us if you have any interest in that. Even toys and movies that I don't necessarily think I would like, I still found documentaries fairly good. And I think that's a great testament to their ability to make an entertaining show. So like one of my favorite episodes is Hello Kitty, right? I'm not into Hello Kitty, but The Toys That Made Us they one on Hello Kitty. I think they do it so well and they get into so many things about life and all the things that happen with that process. I think it's an extremely interesting episode. Um, So And everyone on there is funny. Anyway, those are two shows to go check out if you haven't seen them. And Kevin can F himself. Um, And I think those are the main ones that I'm I'm thinking about right now. Oh, and Grace and Frankie, new season Grace and Frankie. I hear Dolly Parton is going to be on it. That's exciting to me for very odd reasons uh, because I like the movie 9 to 5 and she sings the theme song to it. And Lily Thomas, I believe, is in 9 to 5, and she is on Grace and Frankie. And now Dolly Parton's on a show with her. That's like my Kevin, my like six degrees of Kevin Bacon reason for being excited that Grace and Frankie now should have Dolly Parton as a guest star at some point. Um, that's another show where I didn't watch it initially, and I didn't think I'd be into it. And that's another show that has so much heart that I love that show now. I can watch Grace and Frankie all day, over and over again too. Nothing will ever eclipse Shit's Creek because I am still watching Shit's Creek all the time, over and over and over and over again. I don't care. Um, And then, but I also watch Grace and Frankie sometimes and get a few of those episodes in that you just can't catch Shit's Creek because they're constantly putting up more numbers in my mind, right? Because I'm watching it so much. But I do also like Grace and Frankie a lot. I like a show that I can throw on. And I could just just feel happy, right? I could just lose myself and that Aquafina, uh uh Nora, Aquafina has a show on HBO Max. It's I believe it's Nora and Queens. It's called Aquafina is Nora and Queens. So it's, it's a long title. But if you look Aquafina show, you'll find it. That's another one. They just don't have enough seasons yet. And I heard mid-August, maybe this week, there should be another season of that. And oh my god, I can't wait because there was not enough of the first season. I love Aquafina. Um, I love her show and I am dying for a see- season two because I'm going to watch season one over and over again and season two a million more times. The Atlantic City episode is my favorite episode of uh, Nora Nora from Queens or the Aquafina show if I'm messing up the, the title of it. But Jesus Christ, that's a great show too. Another really, really fresh show. Um, I got to check that out. And then shout out to Little Dicky. Lil Dicky has a show called Dave. And I love season one of Dave. But I don't watch season one of Dave as much as all the other shows because it's pretty vulgar. And my house has constant traffic with children. And I don't find myself enough spaces where I can sit down and just watch Dave. Dave has a season two that's out, and I haven't seen it yet. So definitely check that out. And, um, you know, that's a great, great, great show, also. Also fresh. Reminds me of the Aquafina show. Um, and I gotta sit down and watch those. And Reservoir, Reservation Dogs, not Reservoir Dogs, but it's a playoff for Reservoir Dogs. Reservation Dogs on Hulu. That should have a new episode this week. I think I missed last week's episode. I'm trying to let them pile up because they're so good, but I think they're only 25 minutes long. And I like to sit down and really enjoy the show. Um, So Reservation Dogs, another one we check out. But that's my rundown for all the different TV show things this week. Mentioning the food thing. And the eating thing, I'm not no you know health nut. I don't have a bunch of tips and tricks, but there's some things that I have found over my life that generally, no matter who you are, I think that you can enjoy. Um, One is taking supplements for fiber. Fiber supplements, they are cheap, and I enjoy them greatly. Uh, Target has like a, a generic brand. I think it's like five bucks, and it's like two tablespoons or two teaspoons of fiber with like eight ounces of water. And you might be thinking, ah, that's not to talk about. No, seriously, your gut health. You got to pay attention to your gut health, right? Pay attention to it when you're younger. It's a big deal. Um, I used to take it before at a certain period of time. And then I like, ran out of it and just, I didn't think that I needed to take it again. It's one of those things you don't appreciate. You don't really think about it like that. Um, but I started taking, someone gave me um, some gummies. Some like um, apple cider vinegar gummies, right? Because apple cider vinegar is good for you to take. And that that gets into your stomach. And I feel like... It helps clear out the cravings and urges you have for things you really shouldn't be eating. So, like if you like eat a bunch of sugar, it's hard to just stop eating sugar. But you drink some apple cider vinegar for a few days, and you're not gonna want anything anymore, right? You don't have a desire for things. It it's not like it doesn't really do a lot of like bad to your stomach or hurt your stomach. I feel like it really just again your 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 GI health, right? Your gastrointestinal health, right? You it's something that's really good for that, but. Apple cider vinegar, apparently, is really bad for your teeth. My wife's a dental hygienist. She's always mentioning stuff like that. So I was taking it and then, like, gargling baking soda, basically, and and water to, like, offset uh, offset the acidity of it. But then there's these apple cider vinegar gummies, which accomplish the same thing without having to worry about the vinegar all over your teeth, basically. So, that's another one. You can also pick that up at Target. Very, very inexpensive. Two things you can throw into your rotation, no matter what you're doing. And I feel like you do feel, you know, supplements and stuff, you don't always, I feel like, know that it's working or it's doing something. But fiber is very cut and dry. You see what that is. And apple cider vinegar, I feel like you can feel what that's doing to you, um, the acid inside of it or whatever. It's 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 very acidic. Um, and it it helps, I think, with your gut health. So those are two little things i want to throw into the podcast not something i typically you know go into because i don't like being like i'm not the health food guy i'm not like the staple of physical health but those are things i find that are good and, and fun to share uh, my son was calling me about the chicken because he walks into the kitchen he's already ate for the day but he finds this giant uh, I, I made like i don't know it was like four pounds of chicken So I've been doing, I guess, like meal prepping, which isn't so much meal prepping. I've only been eating protein. So I just make a bunch of chicken. It's very easy meal prepping because you just eat the chicken that you make, right? I've been doing my 23-hour fast. These are things that I talk about more on uh, one of my Instagrams. I have an Instagram that I don't really promote. It's like my main Instagram. But that's when I focus on when it comes to health and martial arts and things like that that I'm trying to learn. I'm no master, so I don't like talking about it because I'm not really a master or anything. Um, These things I I share sometimes on Instagram that are working for me, kind of trying to stay motivated and keep people motivated and stuff. That's always been an area of my life that I'm always dealing with, my health, and trying to make sure I'm doing the best I can there. So, yeah, I got – basically, I'm doing, like, carnivore. And that, for me, it it works. Like, I know it's not for everybody. If you're into carbs, if you have a carb-heavy diet and it works for you, then you're not going to be the kind of person that wants to do carnivore. But if you're somebody who you eat some carbs and you feel like you blow up the next day or you feel really, like, unhealthy after you're eating them – um, the carnivore diet is definitely worth trying. At least low carb is worth giving a spin. Some days, based on what I like, what I have in the house, I'll do like a low carb, which is about 200 calories of carbohydrates, very very little um, carbohydrates, and the rest of them I'm getting from protein and fats. That's how I try to go about it. If I have to like switch to low carb, but I'm treating that like a cheat day. Like mainly, I'm trying to do pretty much all all protein and and um and animal fats or clean fats like olive oil something like that. But yeah, all that stuff, man, It's in a few days, you see a giant difference, at least for me. I don't think it works for everybody, but I, I, I would consider myself an endomorph. If you guys are into body types or think that's a thing, I would just say give it a try. Because those are all extreme diets and things that I've always thought, nah, you don't want to go try that or that's going to make me feel sick. And I feel way better than ever. So 23-hour fast, carnivore, sometimes low-carb like it's a cheat day. Um, and then, you know, apple cider vinegar gummies and fiber bada bing bada boom you know you instantly start feeling better it's not even about weight loss you just I, for me it just makes me feel like there's a giant shock to my system for all the things that i'm eating and i lose cravings for all the stuff that i used to eat right so i i you have to literally put something in my face and be like hey you want to eat this and i might be like okay if we're being social like i went to see some friends and i, I had like a pizza right and they had pizza there so i don't want to be rude they bought the pizza for me and my family so I was like, okay, and I had like three slices of it. It wasn't a big deal, but I didn't have like a big desire for it. I didn't mind not eating it. I actually didn't think it was for us, so I didn't want to eat. Um, yeah, so all that kind of stuff. I think those are all good things to, you know, check out because that's worked for me. Um, besides entertainment and other news, I have a Wim Hof workshop coming up I'm going to go to. Um, my guest, Peter, was on the show a few weeks ago. I, I Actually, we've done so many of these podcasts at this point. It's been a little while, so I think Pete's been on the show, maybe two or three months. Um, but his website is ignite Sadhana. I'm gonna go to it because I, I think I pronounce it every episode wrong, and we're going to read it out loud, right? So, his website is a website that was very interesting to me. It's ignite sadhana s a d h a n a com. I've been looking into like what that word means, right? And basically, how I've learned to understand it so far. It's kind of like your daily ritual, or your ritual—the thing that you're kind of like going to, right? Like inside of you, um, the stuff that you're trying to bring out of you. So I would say, like meditating every morning, and any kind of practice that you're doing, like spiritually, is Sadhana, right? If I'm saying, I'm saying it wrong. I feel like it's whatever. But um, anyway, that's something that I've been trying to look into recently, and I'm excited because I've been waiting for this workshop with Peter and Jason. Um, for uh, knowing about it since my birthday, right? So it's been about, I think, four weeks since I knew I was going to go to this particular workshop. Um, but I haven't gone to a workshop, I think, in eight months, right? Maybe eight, nine, ten months, um, which is crazy to me how time can feel like it passed that way um, because, yeah, it's uh, it's been a while, I think, and not on purpose because I love those workshops. I intend on going to them all the time when I'm able to financially go to every single one that I can make it to. Um, but looking forward to it, knowing I'm going to the Wim Hof workshop, has been transformative in itself, it's been getting me, I've been wanting to get ready and do more things and kind of do, you know, stuff to get ready for it. Um, yeah, and knowing it's coming up in a week has got me anxious and, and and excited, right? Because one part of me is I'm, I'm looking forward and not dreading, but you had to get in this ice bath or you, you don't have to, I guess when you go, but I get in the ice bath, It's, it's an option when you go to the workshop, um, And every time you leave, it's amazing. It's, again, you feel amazing that day and you feel amazing for, you know, maybe two or three days after that, just off of that one time. If you really, you know, get into it and make it part of your ritual, then I feel like that's something that is such a great habit. It's easy for me to fall off because I have to buy the ice and stuff. And financially, I have to make decisions sometimes. So doing an ice bath for myself all the time isn't always viable right now. So I do the breathing and the breathing is good, but I feel like the ice bath is where you really get to test yourself. The other option is the cold shower. You could do like a cold shower. I don't like the cold shower. It to me is, it's just hell on earth, right? Like I'm being honest with you. Some people say they like the cold shower. It's not the same experience for me as it is the ice bath. The ice bath I think is a good place to test the meditation, to test yourself. And you kind of have this moment where you have the fight or flight response and you, you learn to, to calm yourself down and kind of recalibrate yourself. The ice bath, to me, is just torture. It's just like, I, I don't know. I'm not the ice bath, the, the shower. The cold shower is torture, I guess you would say. Um, because like it's rushing water when you're in the shower. And it feel like it's uncontrollable. Like It's just like someone is constantly harassing you because of the water. The ice water in the bath, when you get into the tub and you sit down, I feel like you can take that situation and control it. Where the ice, the the cold showers, like someone's constantly poking you, right? It's like, it's hard to even get my senses together. So I do them sometimes just because I feel like I'm supposed to. But it's it's more of like, that's more of a me trying to force myself into some kind of situation and take over it. The ice bath is not like that. At least at this point for me, the ice bath is a shock when you first get in. But then you kind of can overcome it and it's very peaceful when you get it all together. But looking forward to that workshop, if you're in the New Jersey area, DM me if you're interested about that. Um, There's always tons of workshops going on with them. And, yeah, I definitely would want to get you guys in touch. And if you're far away, then, you know, I have very odd listeners for the podcast. Geographically, people pop into this thing from all over the place, which is awesome. But, yeah, I mean, if you're out there... Uh, you can go to Wim Hof's website. His app is good. I have the Wim Hof app on my phone. You can pay for like certain classes and stuff. Or you can find an instructor in your area. Highly recommend it. Can't talk about it enough. Will not stop talking about Wim Hof. It is one of the first things I did in my life um, as a grown-up, I think, where I was like, yeah, this is something I definitely want to incorporate and bring into my family. It wasn't something that was there before, right? It's not a tradition thing; it's a brand new thing. And I think it's it's worth it. I think it's hard to find brand new things that are like, yeah, this is the real deal. Um, this is worth being, you know, a part of the new tradition and bringing it into your family and passing it on to your kids. Wim Hof is that. I think it's definitely something that um is worth checking out. Um, finally, um, well, two things. We're gonna wrap, we're gonna hop into the question, and I feel like I should wrap it up with entertainment news at the end of it because uh, you know more of the movies and stuff is kind of my thing. But I like art and business. And this question I thought was really interesting. I, I don't even know if this person was generally asking the question or if they were just like testing me. But I do like the topic. So the question was: any tips for starting a restaurant? And I feel like that was a trap. That's a trap question, right? Because a restaurant, if you, I think almost everyone knows restaurants are the hardest businesses to start, right? I think there's some kind of statistics you see when you watch in movies: like 70% of them fail. Uh, all kinds of stuff, right? Even on Shit's Creek, there's actually a, a joke about starting a restaurant. Um, and they were saying, like, you know, I think the joke on Schitt's Creek is... They're like, oh, yeah, you should... Before you start any business... It's not a restaurant, it's a business on Shit's Creek. That you should have enough capital to get through, like, the first uh, year, I think, um, without having to make any money. That's like, the cliche thing to say. And Alexis makes a funny joke because she's in school reading a book. And she, like, chimes in over Patrick, who's, like, the bank finance guy... And she's like, actually, they say two years now in like the updated text, which is funny because her character isn't supposed to be a smart character. Um, and she's not really that smart. It's kind of like new smart. You're just reading a book and just talking over Patrick. Anyway, any tips on starting a restaurant? I My family has a weird relationship with restaurants because my father, well, so my father, Joe, growing up, he worked in restaurants. He was a restaurant manager, a kitchen manager, I guess you would say. Um, for several different restaurants. So growing up, that was always a part of our life. Understanding restaurants. Understanding what he was doing. Um, and then we have my my father now. My father, Romeo. Um, he's always been a great cook. He works and does a lot of catering. Um, he's someone who's thought about starting a restaurant. But successfully currently has a home improvement business. I think he's always thought about switching over and doing the restaurant thing. So I don't have a bunch of tips. But some tips I would have that I would absorb from them. I think one, if, if you're going to cook, I think you should start off selling platters based on the area that you're in. And basically platters is like you order, people order lunches from you, right? So you're not cooking every day and trying to force yourself to sell all this food. You're not buying a building. You're not starting there. You're just starting by letting people know that you make good food and then you can deliver it to them, drop them off. I've seen people do it like in the office, like where like you can come to them and they, I had a friend who, um he had it so you can go order food from him. And then he would make the food and bring it into the office on the day or whatever. And you would pay him for the platters. Um, and then I had I, my, my father worked with another another area. It was like a food truck kind of thing. And they always made platters and stuff like that. And they and that was another idea having a food truck, having a little spot somewhere they rented. They paid rent, I believe, to it was like a bar pub, uh, like an area. And they had a big parking lot that no one really used. So I think they bought electricity from the pub and they paid some kind of rent to be there. And obviously it's the price of the actual food truck. But I think those are better ways before you hop into starting an actual business. Unless you want to have a restaurant where you're like doing five-star cuisine off the gate. I think that's a big investment into a brick and mortar location with all the different restaurants that are out there. Um, I think you know building a clientele, using the internet, doing platters, making sure people know that your food is really good, and then perhaps upgrading to some kind of food truck situation or some kind of small kitchen area, or you're renting a space It's not that big. I don't think I think restaurants like that that grow. Like Five Guys is a brand that comes to mind. Um, you know, Patch Cheesesteaks—they're expanding. Uh, Tony Luke's they they're expanding these are area uh, restaurants and brands in the Philadelphia area if you never heard of them um, I think I feel like Pat's is world worldwide at this point um, But people people heard of them because they make a brand that their food is really good and I think a lot of times people go for all these gimmicky stuff and everything like that and I think if you if you start off slow then you can move into that space and and slowly decide whether you even want to get into it. Because I've had ideas with friends about starting a restaurant. Not that I would want to really start a restaurant. I definitely could manage a restaurant or manage any business. But I have friends who like to cook. And we would throw ideas around. And I think when you're starting off, typically everyone inside of it in, in the business would want to be involved. Right? You, should, you should want to be involved. You should want to help. And I, I used to do I used to work in the kitchen when I was um, in school. I went to school for culinary arts. It was like a vocational school. So every day we spent time in the kitchen. And I don't know if I got burnt out from it. Um, I did enjoy doing it. It wasn't like a horrible job. But I yeah, after it was done, I just didn't want to work a food service anymore. But yeah, I think there's a lot of different ways you can go about it. Also, I think if you, if you want to do like it's the chef approach, apprenticing, knowing someone who's a chef, working in the kitchen, again, building up a reputation. I think all that stuff really helps. I know a lot of people just are at home making food. And if for some reason they like mortgage your house and they go get a big loan and they just like jump right into a full-fledged restaurant. I always feel like that's more people wanting to own a restaurant than them actually wanting to successfully run the business of having a restaurant. Um, Again, I always say make sure you're doing this stuff because you really want to. Make sure you have a passion for business or you're working with someone that has a passion for business. If you just want to cook, perhaps you should just be cooking. So again, I'm not some kind of you know expert on restaurants, um, but for my passion, which is business and art and all the things I've learned over the years from what I've heard from people, if Sammy Wright was to give a tip, that was my tip. I think that question also was a response to – I said last week on the podcast that you know when I'm looking for questions, it can be a question about everything. It doesn't have to be about – one specific thing because i like to try to challenge myself to look at other people's situations and share whatever i've learned from those other people like all those situations with my father's i'm learning from them i've always been the kind of person that tries to learn and listen to what people are saying to me so then i'm able to take that information from people who do know and i can give it to other people that are helpful or I would say, hey, you know, if you really are that interested in, you know, tips to start a restaurant, I would say speak to my father. See if he tell you why he's done it, why he hasn't done it, things he would recommend or whatever. It's a start, right? It's all free. It's all free. It's all something you can take into consideration. You don't have to do any of this stuff. But it's there for you if you're interested. And I'm always interested in helping people in any kind of way, right? That's just kind of something that I enjoy doing. Um, and then finally, what are some other things going on in the entertainment business, right? So we did this thing, I think it was last week on the podcast, we went online, we went right to some websites, and we started looking at the box office, right? And I always used to enjoy doing that before COVID, but after COVID started, that kind of became difficult to do because everything was pretty much shut down, people weren't going to theaters anymore, so there's like really no point, right? So this week, I'm going to continue that, but we'll just check in on the box office, see what's going on, and let's see what we have going on in theaters. So Free Guy, Free Guy is out, it's currently topping the box office with about 3.5 million. Jungle Cruise, about 1 million, Don't Breathe 2, almost as much as Jungle Cruise, which is interesting to me. Uh, is that weekly? Let me see, let me break this down. Is this weekly, monthly? Here we go. Here we go. Okay. So yeah, so those are some of the, the films that are out right now. And I'm interested in seeing Don't Breathe Two. I think Don't Breathe 1 was a very good original horror movie. Jungle Cruise, I don't know. I didn't think I wanted to see Jumanji, and then I saw Jumanji and loved it and loved Jumanji Part 2. So Jungle Cruise, again, in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't know why why I want to see that, but I'm sure if I saw it, it'd be amazing. I'm not going to risk COVID right now. I think for any movie, I'm still on the fence. I think Shang-Chi in September might be the first movie I go back to theaters for. Um, I'm not really sure. I'm contemplating it, right? But that might be one that I want to experience in theaters um, and yeah, and, and free guys topping the box office. I would like to see free guy in theaters. I would like to go with some friends to see free guy and kind of have a whole like guy's day. Um, I don't know if my friends are all comfortable with that yet. I still in that situation where some people are kind of interested in going out. Some people don't really feel uncomfortable or feel comfortable, like not doing the mask thing. So I don't know. I don't want to push anyone out to the theater, you know, before they're ready to go in our area. When it comes to COVID related stuff, they are starting to give out, um, you know, third, their uh, shots for the vaccines for people that they consider like in like the danger groups and um or high risk groups. And yeah. And then kids are going back to school and stuff. So like there's some places to stop wearing masks and some people, the numbers are kind of going up a little bit. So it's a weird situation. Kudos to the theaters for opening up Um during that time when the theaters were closed. I didn't know if they ever would open up again or if we needed them. And I do feel like people are looking for theaters. I think people would like to go back to theaters um, but just how is is the complicated part, right? So, again, drop me a line. Have you guys been to the theaters? Are you going back? Is Shang-Chi the one? Um, or one of these other movies one of the ones that you guys are thinking about seeing? Um, I would definitely see Don't Breathe To do With My Wife because we love horror movies. And we haven't been out to the theater in obviously forever. So, that would be something I would like to go see with her. Maybe I would wait, like, till like, its third week or something. when um, like, I think the theater won't be as packed. If it's packed, I have no idea. I have no frame of reference for what's going on in the theater system right now. But yeah, that's the podcast for this week. It actually turned out being a little bit longer than I thought it would be. Thank you guys so much for the questions. Again, I'm going to try to pick one up every episode. And then if a lot of them pile up and I can't get to them, I'll do a special episode where I try to just catch up on them. I don't know how often that's going to come in. If that's just this week and then like no one really sends me questions four weeks four weeks later, then it's good for me to stretch them out. If it becomes all, uh, you know, a constant thing, then I'll try to do them more often. But thank you guys so much for tuning in for that that episode or that, that uh, podcast with Sammy Rye. And I hope you guys are enjoying your summer, squeeze the most out of it, especially if you're in the Northeast, because it is going to get cold for a very long time. That is how our winters always work. So even if you're sick of summer a little bit and you're avoiding the sun like I've been doing it, still try to get out there and enjoy it, because once it's gone, I feel like three or four weeks in, um, you start missing it to some degree. Not me, because I I love the winter. I love the fall pretty much. But uh, yeah, by by January or February, I'm kind of fed up with it, so... We'll see how it goes. But you guys, again, have a good week. Stay active. Do something. Um, And I'm so happy you guys are still tuning in and listening, right? That's that's something that brings me a lot of joy. And thank you guys so much for checking out the podcast this week. Peace.